This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Thursday, January 17th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Talley. Here's today's headlines. Lancet report targets red meat. Shutdown may delay E15. Disaster aid in limbo. And shutdown may slow USMCA, too. Animal ag groups alarmed by new report. A new report that calls for radical changes in global diets could intensify the debate about animal agriculture and climate change. The report from the EAT Lancet Commission and published in the British medical journal The Lancet analyzes the impact that diets low in red meat and high in fruits, vegetables, whole grains, legumes, and nuts could have on health and the environment. According to the report released last evening, those kinds of diets prevent 11 million premature deaths a year and also bring carbon emissions in line with global targets when diet changes are combined with reductions in food waste. Backers of high-protein diets joined the beef and pork industry in criticizing the report as flawed. Take note, the report also calls for increasing the use of technology in farming to reduce its carbon footprint. But keep in mind, reports like this will have more impact on some consumers than on policymakers, at least for now. But one of the report's authors suggested policymakers consider ways to boost fruit and vegetable consumption and reduce consumption of red meat. AgriPulse's Spencer Chase has more on that report. You'll find it at www.agripulse.com. Wheeler. Shutdown could delay E15 action. Renewable fuels advocates are pleased that senators used acting EPA Administrator Andrew Wheeler's Senate confirmation hearing to grill him on the agency's plan to allow the use of E15 year-round. But they're unhappy, Wheeler said the rule may not be out before the summer driving season if the shutdown lasts more than a reasonable period of time. We believe EPA would greatly improve its chances of getting the regulatory fix done before summer if it separated the year-round E15 provisions from the so-called REN reform provisions that are also being considered as a part of this rulemaking package. That the word of Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper. Still, Wheeler didn't say anything to derail his chances of confirmation as EPA Administrator. Democrats and Independent Bernie Sanders of Vermont challenged Wheeler on climate change, mercury emissions, and fuel economy standards, but Wheeler was unruffled. He said climate change was, quote, a huge issue, not the greatest crisis. The bottom line? He should have no trouble getting the votes he needs from the GOP majority of the Environment and Public Works Committee. He's been more accessible than his predecessor, Scott Pruitt, and more effective in implementing the president's regulatory rollback. The committee vote is expected in February. Steve Daines has more on the hearing at AgriPulse.com. Disaster aid in limbo despite House passage. A $3 billion disaster aid package that is a high priority for hurricane-hammered southeastern farmers faces a very uncertain future after narrowly passing the House. The problem wasn't the aid money, but instead that Republicans abandoned the bill after Democrats insisted on adding language that would temporarily reopen the government, a direct challenge to President Donald Trump. The Senate won't take up the bill, which means the disaster aid likely can't move until Trump and congressional Democrats reach a deal to end the partial government shutdown. Grassley sees shutdown slowing USMCA. 
Senate Finance Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley says he expects the ongoing government shutdown to delay Congress' ability to approve the U.S.-Mexico-Canada agreement. A key tool for any lawmaker considering a new trade pact is the economic analysis traditionally performed by the U.S. International Trade Commission, but the agency has ceased regular operations, according to a spokeswoman. Grassley, when asked about the effect of the shutdown on the ITC, said common sense would dictate that the agency's work will be delayed on an analysis that lays out how U.S. industries, including the ag sector, would benefit or lose out under USMCA. Remember, the ITC's evaluation of the Trans-Pacific Partnership showed significant benefits for U.S. farmers and ranchers through increased beef, pork, and wheat exports. But President Trump pulled the U.S. out of that pact in 2017. Lighthizer seen not caving to Chinese negotiators. U.S. Trade Representative Robert Lighthizer will not let the Chinese off easily on ongoing talks to resolve the trade war that has resulted in stiff tariffs on U.S. ag goods, according to Grassley. When asked if the U.S. would agree to any deal with China that did not include substantial changes being demanded by the U.S., the Iowa senator replied, not as long as Lighthizer is negotiating. Grassley was reported earlier this week saying that he'd been told by the USTR that a recent meeting in Beijing had not yielded much progress. Panel gets pro-trade chair. In a win for pro-trade forces, Representative Earl Blumenbauer has been selected to chair the House Ways and Means Subcommittee on Trade over New Jersey Representative Bill Passerell, who was backed by the labor movement. Blumenauer angered unions by voting to pass fast-track trade negotiating authority in 2015. Ron Kind, a Republican of Wisconsin, another pro-trade member of the subcommittee, said Earl has weighed in real heavily on trade policy and has great expertise. In other committee shuffling, the House Agriculture Appropriations Subcommittee added three Democrats, two of them from very urban districts. Betty McCollum from St. Paul, Minnesota, and Barbara Lee from Oakland, California. The third new member on the subcommittee is Henry Kuehler, a moderate who represents a sprawling South Texas district. FSA offices reopen, but not for long. About half of the Farm Service Agency offices around the country are reopening temporarily today, but farmers won't be able to apply for new loans or for market facilitation program payments. USDA's temporary trade assistance. Services and the offices will be mostly limited to assisting with existing loans and providing 1099 tax forms to borrowers. The offices also will be open tomorrow and then next Tuesday, Monday of federal holiday. Here's today's They Said It about the Lancet Report. While agriculture has been successful in feeding the world, it hasn't been successful in feeding the world well. That Jessica Fonzo professor of global food and agriculture policy and ethics at John Hopkins University. National Cattlemen's Beef Association offered this statement saying, cattle are solar-powered, mobile, and self-replicating and have been providing meat, milk, fuel, draft power, fiber, and wealth to humanity for millennia. Well, that is Daybreak for this Thursday, January 17th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Kelly.